And welcome back, everybody. Today we have a special guest, Tris Munsick. Tris, thanks for coming by, man. Good to see you, man. This Glad is, to be here. Yeah, thanks. No, this is, uh, we were just kind of shooting the crap before, but this is, uh, now we're official. We're live now. All right. <laughs> Time to get nervous. Is this, I, I forgot to ask you, is this your first podcast? Have you been on a podcast before? I've done a few. Yeah. Um, I did um, Devin Riley's Endorse, or um, Blazing Trails podcast okay. uh, last week, actually, two weeks ago. Nice. And then I did um, uh, um, Mackenzie Holmberg's Endorse pos- podcast out of Billings. Okay. Um, that might be it. I think that's probably it. You're kind of on the run here. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, I, I'm loving the podcast craze, man. It's, it's what gets me through life anymore. I feel yeah. like right now. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. No, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, we love Devin's. I think Devin yeah. does a good job and, uh, went to school with him. So yeah, his, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We yeah, kind of, um, well, um, let's kind of start with this, Tris. You're originally from Sheridan. You kind of grew up with, uh, Charlie over there. So maybe you've yep. got some good Charlie stories. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we've known each other since Kindergarten? Kindergarten, yeah. probably, or first grade. Yeah. So our, our kindergarten classes were split, you know, morning and afternoon. I can't remember if we were in kindergarten together or first grade, so it was yeah, one, one of the two. two. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I grew up um, on the Little Goose Ranch uh, south of Bighorn right along the face. Uh, my dad managed for quite a while for, for Meredith. Um, and then we left the ranch when I was, we were, I was about middle school age, and we my folks bought a little place over outside of Dayton. Um, so I went to middle school and high school over in Dayton, uh, Tongue River. It's kind of a scarring thing going from a bighorn ram to a Tongue River eagle yep. in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> we survived though. So, yep. Yeah. That's, I, I'm, I, um, moved out after high school and I kind of lived all over the place for about 10 years and then I've been back a few years now and it's, it's home, man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, just you, you're on the face there. I mean, that is, that is like the big horn experience, you know, big horn mountain experience right there. Yeah, man. Little goose Canyon. It's, it's yeah. a special place for sure. Definitely is to me, you know? Yeah. Do you, what, is there any memories that you cherish, you know, growing up that, you know, you said you left for about 10 years and you came back, you know, were there some memories where you're like, I need to go back home? Oh yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, I, w- leaving here, I, I went, to, I lived in Montana for a while, which was great. And then Texas and kind of all over Wyoming. And, um, you know, I just, especially times when you're living in the city, you know, um, and you're just, you really do appreciate where you come from and, and the wide open spaces around here, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a special thing and it's, it, you don't really realize how much you need or personally, how much you need space until you don't have any, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, man, if you kind of feel like you're trapped in the old concrete jungle a little bit. So, yeah. um, just, yeah. I mean, growing up on the ranch was, was great, man. You know, my brothers and I just kind of had the run of the place and we, we pretty much considered it to be ours, you know, sure. as little kids. And we were, you know, a little goose Creek ran right beneath, beneath my house. And my folks would just be like, well, you know, whatever you have to do, just be outside and not in our line of sight. So <laughs> we'd be down trying to, you know, catch fish or helping my dad move cows or, you know, whatever. I mean, we were just kind of little hooligans growing up. And, yeah. and it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything for sure. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get in trouble when, you know, no one's around. No one's there. <laughs> yeah. Just come back. <laughs> 
by dark. Yep. <laughs> you know, like my mom put this big old cast iron bell up on a telephone pole. Um, Ring you guys in. So yeah, that was our <laughs> that was our call, and you could hear that sucker from you know a long ways away. We'd be down, you know, doing something we weren't supposed to, and you sure. hear that dinging in the background, you know, and the and you're well, time to time to head yep. head for home. Yeah, absolutely. So where'd yeah. you uh, where'd you head off first? Did you so because uh, you you went away, but were you going to school yeah. or what what? Uh, yeah, man, I went to so I went up to college in Bozeman at Montana okay. State. Um, spent a spent a good chunk of time up there, <laughs> which was fun. Which was fun, and uh, you know we we played a lot of music up there and did a lot of hunting and fishing and everything that Bozeman's great for. Yeah. You know, um, and then I uh, moved over to Thermopolis for a little while. I was training horses for for Bill Smith and the Wild Quarter Horse um, outfit over there. Um, and then I, I really wanted to move to Austin was my, you know, my big gold buckle dreams to play music for a living. And turns out, uh, some other people have that idea also. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so, yeah. So it was great, man. I was, uh, um, were you good, sir? All right. Right on. I was, um, moved down there, you know, not a dollar to my name and loaded up the guitar and the saddle and, <laughs> uh, kind of just drifted around Texas for a while. Found a job stacking salt blocks at a feed store, um, Callahan's Feed Store outside of Austin, which is awesome. Those guys are still kind of like family. Um, you know, and so I'd be playing nights, trying to get things going sure. around, around town and, you know, getting up, get to work about 4 o'clock to stack hay and get our work done before it got too hot, you know. And, um, man, it was looking back on it, it was, it was awesome. You know, you're making minimum wage and just barely squeaking by, but man, you're, you're doing all sorts of cool stuff, you know, and learn, man, you sure learn a lot. I learned a lot about, you know, playing solo shows and doing singer songwriter stuff. And you're, you're listening out there, you know, with some of the best in the world for playing live music and yeah. you can soak it up and really start to learn what your craft is, you know? Sure. And, uh, and I thought that was, you know, that was an, that was an awesome thing for me is, is kind of being forced. You know, I couldn't really afford a band most of the time down there to pay anybody. Right. Um, and people down there want to hear original music, man. They want to hear your own songs. Uh, so that was, that was awesome for me. I mean, just being like, okay, well, it's just you and your guitar up there, you know, what could see what you can do. Let's, let's do this. And, yeah. and, uh, I, I, I learned a ton. It was, it was pretty neat. Um, and then I got a job working for um, Lyle Lovett over in Houston, uh, and I lived there for a while. I was starting his two-year-old Colts for him and um, kind of evolved to helping him on the road as kind of like a production assistant sort of. Okay. Um, so which was, which was also great. You know, I, had, I learned from the bottom up in Austin, and then you kind of learn from the top down a little bit working for Lyle, which was, which was super cool, man. He took me under his wing and really showed me a lot about the music business and what it means to, uh, you know, to take care of your fans and to treat people, you know, the right way all the time. And I mean, just some real cool life lessons that were, that were, I mean, have stuck with me ever since. Right. But then you, you do kind of get missing the North country and I kind of circled back. I went, lived in Laramie for a while and went back to school and got an, e uh, an econ degree. Um, nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of just kept moseying back north to Sheridan and here we are. Found your, <laughs> found your way back home. Yeah, man. Um, I want to jump back to that. I never knew that about your, you know, your career, um, in kind of that early days. So, um, everyone kind of knows your dad, you know, is a big musician. Ian's a big musician, you know, the family's, you know, musically, you know, uh, gifted or just that's, you guys are into it. What we do, yeah. So you guys, I mean, so you had that growing up, but then you didn't, you know, it kind of was later on that you're like, I'm going to go to Austin and I'm going to go do this. Yeah, man. We, so we did, I mean, I'm sure a lot of folks in Sheridan, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of raised here and stuff. So we got a, a pretty long history around this, these parts, but, um, my, so my dad's a, you know, was a rancher and, um, later on he was a, he was a teacher and, and he's been a mu- musician, a lifelong musician. He's a great songwriter. Uh, he can play anything that makes noise pretty much, man. And, um, he and my mom really, you know, wanted to, I'm not sure they w- wanted us to do it for a living <laughs> ever, but <laughs> they wanted to expose us to music, um, at a really young age, uh, and just, you know, so we had the option and, and I'm, I'm sure glad they did. You know, they, we, we listened to everything from, you know, ACDC to Beethoven to whatever, Eminem to Ian Tyson to Merle Haggard, Hank Williams, right? Linda Ronstadt. I mean, we, we really have them to thank for exposing us to all these different types of music and, and what, what music has to offer from a kind of a more, um, full perspective, you know, and, uh, I think all of us, I have two younger brothers, Sam and Ian, both of whom play, um, play really well and write songs. And, uh, we grew up playing together. My dad, my dad, uh, had a band called the Powder River Boys and they're, they're full on dance country band, man, from then they'd play, you know, a lot around these parts. And, and we kind of grew up being little kids, you know, watching from backstage and, and, and getting to see those guys sure. uh, make people happy playing music. You yeah. Know, so did you, was that kind of your first experience? Did you guys get to play with him here or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. We'd like, he, he'd let us get up, you know, I'd come and set in, play drums for, you know, half a set or something. We'd get up and sing a couple songs, you know, Sam and I would. And then later when Ian got old enough, he would too, you know? And um, yeah, that was definitely my first I mean, it's some of my earliest memories in general are are at the Sheridan Inn, you know, sleeping on coats behind the stage while my dad, you know, finished playing right this Buckaroo Ball dances, you know. So, I mean, it really was. Uh, it's how we grew up, and it, they are. That's that's absolutely what got us all started in music. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. Um, sure. So, what was the moment though where you're like, I'm going to Austin. I'm going to do this. Um. So. I always kind of had bands in high school and stuff, you know, and some, some local guys around that are still, still around here. And we, you know, I, I always have loved having, having bands and, and, um, you know, making music with different people and stuff. And going up to Bozeman, we, we had a little college band. We'd play around the, the country bars around Bozeman and stuff and play dances for, you know, a bunch really. We'd have a house gig at the Bacchus pub on a Monday night or whatever, you know, and all your, moron buddies had come down and <laughs> any excuse, you yes. know, you yep. know, so, um, yeah, I think after that, I always knew that I kind of wanted to, to maybe, you know, I, I wasn't always sure that I wanted to do it for a living, but 
I definitely wanted to to ride the train as far as it would take me, you know, and and see what see what it would be like to actually put your you know everything into it um, and really go for it, you know. Uh, and I think that's I mean it's that was that was probably the moment I we I remember one one time in high school we uh, our first our first paying gig was. Um, the it was an election year is our eighth grade inaugural ball we had a big used to have dances instead of riots in those days <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we uh our eighth grade class like hosted this inaugural ball and we got to open they had my dad come and play with his band and it was in the tongue river middle school gym and they had our band open up for it and i think we made like 50 bucks or something you know which was like pretty stinking awesome right yeah <laughs> oh yeah 13 years old or something and and i we were just i remember loving that it was it was awesome you know we had our matching shirts <laughs> our band was called hellifino one word <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty yeah we we're pretty hot stuff we thought yeah for sure oh yeah our buddies our buddy's mom embroidered our band name on our uh, nasty burnt orange shirts that we had as <laughs> they're awesome good days man We'll have to try and find some pictures of that, dude. Yeah. I bet I'll send them to you. I bet we can we can dig a one out of the vaults oh, for sure. That's awesome. Everybody has braces on and stuff. Oh yeah, you know, full like, eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, junior high for sure, man. That's awesome. Um, so that was your first paid gig, eighth yep. grade. Um, yep. But you you know, like you said, you you your dad kind of introduced you pretty early on, and then when you're at Bozeman, that was kind of when you're like, I yeah. kind of like this. This is kind of a this is fun. Yeah, you know, people come down here. To listen to us and they're in a good mood having fun we don't have we can have an excuse not to be home reading our ochem yep <laughs> homework you know like let's do this yeah <laughs> that's awesome what what is some advice because so you know you're like i'm gonna go to austin i'm gonna do it and then you were you know like you said working minimum wage and then you're playing solo gigs um and then it took a while and then you kind of flipped it like you said then you were working traveling with somebody what's advice to somebody that wants to make it as a um musician um you know and and i don't know like kind of your words of like hey you might have to grind it out for a couple of years yeah yeah well i mean yeah man it's you know it it's a it's definitely a, a tough world to to get ahead in you know i think my my biggest piece of advice would just be to to make sure you're in it for the right reasons man and, and make sure that you love doing it and you love playing music because if you decide it's going to be your job then it's going to become a job man which and it's it's an awesome job for us i love it right but there's parts of it that i definitely don't like and uh i would say man if if you didn't really love what you're doing there's easier ways to go broke <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, do something else, man. It's the beautiful thing about music is you can play and, you know, you can enjoy music in the, the, such a huge range of ways, right? You can be somebody who loves listening to the top 40 radio stations all the way to, you know, in-depth, like, huge music fans to being able to dabble and play guitar a little bit to freaking being Eric Clapton, you know? I mean, like, it's just the... The ways that you can enjoy music, you don't necessarily have to be doing it for a living is what I'm trying to say, right? So it's like, man, if you if you have really loved doing it, I would just that's that's what I would say is just make sure it's what you want to do, man. Mm -hmm. And and don't be too proud. That's a huge one. I mean, you're gonna 
you're going to get kicked a couple times, you know, for sure. And, and, uh, if, if you have, you're lucky enough to have people around you who are honest and giving you honest feedback, that's a huge thing too. And if you be able to take some criticism and, and grow and keep an open mind, man, and it's, that's, it's an easy thing to say sitting here on the couch, you know, sure. but when somebody's looking at you telling you that your songs are, you know, could be use work or whatever. I mean, it's, it's the most personal thing you can do in my opinion, playing music for somebody and singing your own song to somebody. And, uh, I, I feel like being able to t handle criticism well and, and turn it into, um, you know, a useful experience is, is huge. And, and I, sure. that's hard for every, anyone to do. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially like you said, as a musician and like, if it's your own song, I mean, that was, it's super personal, you know, and that's, yeah, you got to be able to do that. Um, do you have one of those, uh, particular stories or a situation where you, you got criticized and, but you look at that moment, like, Hey, that was really good for me or the band. And, and, uh, you know, you guys turned it into a positive, um, off oh, the top of your head. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we've, so, uh, I guess, so I, when, when I got back from Texas, right, I, we kind of formed this, this band, the Innocence Band, and and we, that was man, that was a while ago. Now we've been, we've been kind of dabbling when I was still down there, and I'd go up north in the summers and play, we'd play some. But we decided to be real serious about it when I moved back up north, and um, and I I think the you know man, especially <laughs> starting out, right? It's like it doesn't start out like you're just happy that you can make noise at the beginning. Kinda, yeah, you know, I mean, you're not tight. It, it's there's it's a good group of musicians and and some of the you know players have kind of changed over the years as you do you know when people's lives have kind of taken different paths but um man it's it's been one growing experience into the next really i i would say uh there's a couple on my personal level um you know i always i always send like if we have a new song or i'm working on something or you know needs needs some honest advice i'm i'm pretty lucky because i have two younger brothers and my dad who are not at all scared to hurt your feelings sure. <laughs> you know so which is awesome and i appreciate it. And, they, and they send stuff we all do right we can we can send stuff to my dad and if man if it sucks he's going to tell you it sucks right but he's going to tell you why he thinks you know it does and like what you should do to improve it or whatever so we've always been i mean since we were little kids and he was you know we were crying and he was putting our physically reaching over and putting our fingers on the right frets, you know, and stuff. <laughs> We've been able to handle criticism, I think pretty, pretty well just yeah. because we grew up, you know, being like, it's not a personal thing. Right. I mean, there's a little healthy, um, competitive kind of edge between everybody and sure. And that's good. I, so that, I mean, that was, we're super lucky in that regard. And then even, you know, when I was working for Lyle, I mean, he's just, he's just, everything he does is so professional and is, is for the long run. He doesn't take shortcuts. You know, he treats people right. He, uh, you know, he doesn't, he treats his band right. Um, and like those kind of, those kind of things were just huge, such huge lessons to me. I remember we had, we'd gone in the studio and recorded a couple songs, um, back in the day and I had just got the mix back and I was pretty pumped about it and stuff. And I, you know, I didn't really bug Lyle with that stuff very much, but I, I asked him in the truck one time we were going to Fort Worth and, uh, and I was like, Hey, you know, it was back when people had CDs and CD <laughs> players and vehicles and through that, that 
demo tape in the, in the truck. And I was like, I was all excited about it, you know? And he's like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't release that to anyone else. Oh, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, really? How come? And he's like, well, you're, you know, you're, you're singing's off on parts of it. Um, it seems like it's a good, like rough draft of what <laughs> you're actually wanting to get done. But I would, I would shelve those, those babies and go back and see if you can do a better job recording them and stuff, you know? Right. And we had, you know, we were just learning, just learning how to write songs, just learning how to play songs, just learning how to, to be in the studio and record, which is its own beast, right? Definitely. I mean, yeah, Charlie knows, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we're amateurs, right? And just mm-hmm. pretty green and just trying to get things right. And, you know, I thought it was good at the time. And I'm so glad that somebody was like, you know, it's, I mean, it's okay. Is that what you want to put out to other people? Like, no, turns out. Right. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. You know? How, so, um, I mean, you felt confident to share it with him. And then, I mean, he, he obviously kind of like put you down a little, but um, yeah. you got to have that confidence of like, hey, I'm going to play this for him and see what he thinks. For sure, man. I mean, that's, that is definitely, that's, I agree. That's a part of it too. I mean, you know, you got to have the confidence to be able, in yourself and in, in the people around you. If, you know, if you have a band to get on stage and play in front of an audience, whether it's two people or whether it's, you know, 2000 people. Mm-hmm. And honest to me anymore, really the, the hometown shows is the only, you know, the most nervous I get anymore is just being home and being with people that you grew up with and your family out there watching and stuff, you know, and you're like, Oh shit, (laughs) hope we do a good job today. (laughs) You know, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely easier when you're out there in front of a bunch of strangers, Sure, you know? Yeah. But yeah, your dad could come up on the stage and be like, all right, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Time to cut it off. Right. (laughs) Um, Talk a little bit about, because you talked about your first time, you know, recording something and shared it with somebody. Walk us through um, writing a song with your band or just yourself, you know, kind of the the process of coming up with a new song or a new idea. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I would like to say that I'm a really disciplined writer, but I would be lying if I did (laughs) to you if I did say that. Uh, I I seem it seems like I kind of go on streaks, you know, and it's like, I'll get like in, real into it for a while and be like disciplined and be like, get up in the morning, work on your songs, you know, work on them later in the evening when you can start singing better. And like, you know, um, and if, if I'm in the right frame of mind, it seems to come a lot easier, um, to me. I'll, a lot of times I kind of have to be by myself. Um, and I have to have something going on enough going on where you're not just kind of stuck, you know, but also, like so, kind of like mind, like, uh, you know, stuff that you can just let your mind wander a little bit. Right. My, the most productive I ever was, was, uh, when I was riding Colts, um, down South and I'd be, you know, on however many a day, all day, 12 hours, 10 hour days, you know, and you're in the round pen a lot, uh, you know, and you're just kind of, you're, you're busy, but you can, I'd let you let your mind kind of wander and I have ideas, you know, and I have my cell phone and I got bucked off a handful of times actually for getting my cell phone out and putting my little voice memos in my cell phone and right. not paying it, letting my mind wander a little too much maybe. And you get piled on your head and <laughs> you remember <laughs> what you were doing in the first place. Um, 
but that's how it kind of, it usually, to me, it just kind of starts with an idea, um, driving a lot of times, you know, I'll come up with an idea and I'll just, uh, throw it on the old voice memo, you know, as much as I can think of. And then I'll go back later and try to turn it into a song. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. For sure. I was just know? about to ask and you're, what you're talking, you're, what you're trying to describe is like the busy work. Like you're, you're busy and you're doing yeah. something, but like you said, your mind can kind of have these thoughts and yeah, um, yeah. like driving. Yeah. Anytime I'm doing long trips, that happens all the time where I'm like, Oh, that's a cool yeah. idea. But um, for sure. Yeah. So you just said, I was just about to ask, you go back to those notes, you know, do you have one off the top that was kind of like funny that you're just like, what the hell was I thinking? Oh man. I, yeah, I just cleaned my phone off actually a couple of weeks ago and I had some from, you know, hotel rooms and stuff and some that I couldn't even really tell what my idea was in the first place. Some were pretty stupid. Um, so, so, <laughs> some, some of them, I had one song, oh, this is so dumb, <laughs> but, uh, turns out there's been a lot of country songs that have been written already. <laughs> um, and I, I, uh, my, my buddy Chancey Williams, um, took me in uh, out back of the sh show one day and he's like, Hey man, I, we got a couple new songs that, uh, he and his producer, Trent Willman is, uh, a Nashville, uh, artist and songwriter uh, and producer. Um, those guys had been writing some songs and so they had a couple songs demoed or whatever, you know, and he had written this song or, or maybe just Trent had, I forget exactly, but called the singer. <laughs> and you guys, if you're listening, this is, um, I'll come clean at the end of the story. <laughs> but they wrote this song called the singer, uh, man. And it was a good song, you know, it's like about like kind of, you know, did you see the movie crazy heart? Yeah. Or, you know, it's kind of about like the true, the troubadour guy, you know, and, this girl, you know, she always loved the singer, but she couldn't live the song or whatever, right? So she she loved him, but she didn't like everything that came with him, basically. And uh, he showed me a song. I was, it was a great song. I loved it. Went home. Six months later, I forgot that he had even told me, showed me the song, and I wrote this awesome song that came to me super naturally called The Singer. I was like, oh, man. And, like, the line itself was like, Dude, she always loved the singer. She just couldn't live the song. And like, that is, somebody needs to give me an award for this. That is a <laughs> great line. You know, like, yes, it is a great line, turns out. And I, but I had a sneaking suspicion in my mind. I was like, it seems like it was a little too easy to write. <laughs> and I, called, I showed Chancey one time uh, on my phone. I was like, we were just showing each other different songs he'd written. And he just started laughing. He's like, I was like, have you, do you recognize this from anywhere? He's like, oh yeah, that was a uh, Trent Wilman song <laughs> that I showed you about six months ago in the pickup. And I was like, that makes sense. That's why it was so easy to yep, write. And that's right. why it was so good. <laughs> there was a professional songwriter wrote that song. All right. And it was not me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty funny, man. But well, and I imagine that happens all the time with, with, you know, friends like that and you guys are sharing ideas and um, that's probably not the first time where you guys are like, uh, you're like, man, I just wrote something. You're like, huh? Oh yeah. It does happen. It definitely does happen, man. Especially you'll get some other song kind of stuck in your head and you're, you know, for me, I'll, I'll be writing one of my own and, uh, it'll just kind of naturally gravitate towards whatever song that was, you know, mm -hmm. which is also for me, when you're in the middle of writing a song, usually if it, it's either I get stuck early on and I'll just keep those notes on it and be able to poach from it later, you know, which is cool. Or it'll be like, 
I'll I'll ha- I'll be in the middle of it and be like, hey man, this is the best song that's ever been written right now. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking as I'm as if it's coming easy to you, you know, and then you kind of you're you're too close to it to really look at it objectively. You need a little space from it, which is also I think I would advise anybody um, to have somebody that you trust to be able to send that stuff to and be like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like exactly like. Uh, a Bee Gees song that I used to listen to or something, you know, right. like, okay, well, that's nice nice to know before you leave, put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's that criticism. You got to have yeah. guys in your corner that are like, yeah, hey, this is what it sounds like to me or. Yeah. Yep. And you can be objective about it, you know, and it's like you you have all the emotion, par- emotional part of it, you know, and the, the, the artistic part of it in there. But it, and it, it really is songwriting. One of the cool things about it is it's a mix, right? I mean, you have to have the art, the art, form you know the artistry to have the ideas and be able to lay them out in a way that's um you know that's different or that's unique um but then you i mean the other half of that is you better you have to have the skill to be able to get it done you know and Mm -hmm. sometimes you sometimes you don't i mean i've written how many songs that you just it's like nah it wasn't didn't turn out sorry sure you know it was a good learning good exercise (laughs) Yeah. Good practice. Right. <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. so yeah, man, when it does come together once in a while, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Well, and what you were just talking about there about the skill is kind of like the humble, you gotta be humble about, uh, oh, I might not yeah. be able to pull this off or, um, yeah, something like that. Um, For sure. does that come also like, um, in the studio in studio time? Um, and, uh, again, you probably have to have a, a producer or somebody that's kind of like, Hey, like, I don't know if, if you guys can pull this off or for you know, sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, we're, we're heading into the studio, um, next or well, this upcoming week, uh, to cut a, we got asked to be on a, uh, kind of a singer songwriter album. Um, my brother, Sam and I is going to, Sam's going to do a song and I'm going to do a song. Um, and it'll be the first album that I've done without the band in the last three, uh, the first project kind of with, we'll use session guys and stuff, which, which would be cool to have some new takes on stuff. You know, I'm, I'm excited to work with some different guys for, yeah. for a project. Um, but yeah, it definitely in the studio is that's a, that is a whole skill set of, you know, of itself. I mean, we, um, we've done, I guess we, I've been a part of five, uh, six albums now and it is definitely, you start to realize that, I mean, you're not, this is not, uh, we're not session guys, right? We're not just super comfortable in the studio. Mm-hmm. You're not going to probably play as good as you possibly can. It's like, there's a pressure's on, you're a little uncomfortable. Like you better know your stuff, you know, when you go in there right? and the preparation work before you go in to me has been really helpful, especially because, because you're not in the most comfortable situation that you're going to be right. And you're holding yourself to a higher standard in there and you're hopefully having somebody else back there behind the board, you know, who's like, yeah, you know, you've been, you did 10 takes of this song and you're not singing very good today. You know, do you want to keep doing this or uh, <laughs> maybe we should do something else for a while? And it's like, maybe you'll be doing, singing a little better tomorrow or something. And it's like, that's, that's what you're after, man. You know, yeah. like somebody with the ears uh, and who can, you know, there's, there's multiple jobs in, in putting together a record and uh, having that quality control and somebody back there 
kind of calling the shots is nice. Yeah. Highly you know? valid. Yeah. And like you said, it's completely different. You've got different, um, you know, people working it. And then like you said, kind of a different sort of pressure yeah. versus like a live show. For uh, sure, man. And, and, the, and, you know, it's, it's a bummer to think about it this way, but it's like a budget's p- part of it. Right. I mean, you're paying a bunch of money to be in there. Right. And you're paying by the hour, by the day. And it's like, okay, well, should we do our practicing now here in the studio <laughs> or should we maybe have done that before we got here? Yeah. You know? Right. Right. You know? So yeah, man, that's, it's been a whole learning process and an awesome one too. Yeah. I, I love it. And it's especially as you kind of get the hang of it a little better and it's like you learn what you need to do to be ready to go in, you know, and, and, uh, what, you know, how to, how to get the best out of yourself and how to get the best out of the, the people you're playing with, you know, and, it's, it's, it's an awesome part of the process yeah. that I really love doing. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, so you and you and your brother, Sam, are going to be doing that. So without the band this time. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yep. And we have some session guys lined up from California. Um, and I've heard some of their playing either, you know, there's some, there's some great players out there for sure. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. Charlie, Zach and I, my co-host, we were doing this as a hobby. Yeah. And we had some crappy, uh, I wonder if they're in here. They're probably not. They're just like newer, like, uh, condenser mics uh-huh. that I got off Amazon. Yep. And yeah. we were just doing it in my house and Charlie hits me up one day. He's like, Hey, he's like, what gear are you using? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't freaking know. I was like, yeah. these, these mics Whatever off these Amazon. Mics are, yeah. <laughs> we're using it. Like know. I sent him a picture and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, we need to, we need to meet up. And he's like, I think I can help you like sound better. And I was Dude, like, all right. And yeah, yeah, like we just missed this exchange here of Charlie talking about you guys talking about the studio side and Blackbird, and it's like he's all about it, and like I have no idea dude, anything yeah. about it, but like that's the it, studio side is, dude, it it is cr- like I just have seen it a couple times to like know enough to know like how little you know about it. Right. Holy cow, dude! There is like, I mean, people spend their whole life learning how to record drums. Like oh, yeah. that's a lifetime pursuit. Like that's crazy, man. You know, like, well, a lot I of mean, it is just like, there's no right. So there's rules, but there's no right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. So you just end up being like, I'm going to try this. Yeah, dude. And it's, if it's awesome. off the charts and it's super crazy, then it's going to be too much. Like can't be doing something stupid, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. Within, within these yeah. guidelines. Yeah. Run wild. That's oh, yeah. to be the, the opportunity <laughs> to be able to do that is cool, man. For I'm sure. sure. Oh yeah. I love being on a tracking. There's nothing like a tracking day. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. It is. I I think to a lot of recording artists, too, I think, like, I don't know. I I mean, I've always been, we've been so heavily based in our live performances, you know. That's just just how I grew up. But, man, I mean, there is nothing quite like the feeling of being in the studio and then having you all come into the tra- into the control room and be like, hey, all right, let's listen back, see what we all think about this. You know, yeah. the engineers in there working his magic, and you're just like, dude, it is it is a spe- it's, it's a cool killer. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like getting sounds. I mean, you're starting from nothing, so you're building. You're it starting from nothing, that. man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and as it, as the process, like that's that's true too, man. Like as it throughout the the process of recording an album or something you know and it's like you start from nothing oh yeah you got some scratch tracks or something and then you you know you get your rhythm tracks down and it's like 
at first it still seems like nothing, you know, and then it seems like, oh, I, this is, that was kind of cool. And then finally you're like, you look back over the past week or whatever and you're like, dude. Oh, yeah. Remember that first day when we had nothing here and we were listening back to just the bass by itself, you know, or whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like now you have this whole huge thing that you've built that has started from like this tiny seed of like an idea for a song a year ago or something, you know? And, it's and then like you take that idea with like session musicians and that's like a whole nother level. Dude, I'm pumped. Boop, boop, boop. I'm pumped to try yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know my experience for this sure. week. <laughs> we'll look forward to hearing it too. Yeah, dude. What's uh, excited. I don't think we've asked you this. What was your first studio experience or, oh. you know, um, cause you, you said you were, you had some tracks down on the critiquing with, I think Lyle, was that your first studio experience or like um, maybe your first, uh, like you were paying to be there, I guess. Um, um, maybe I'm saying that completely wrong. No. I, so, well, so um, my dad got into recording kind of in a, you know, in a fairly small way when we were pretty young, man. He So he did some of his records at his, at his house in the basement, you know, his office. He kind of, you know, sa- um, soundproofed the room and, you know, got some, got a couple pretty good mics and some good preamps. And, you know, we used to record on a, an old Roland analog machine. Um, 2480 was the second one he got. I forget what the first one was, but they sound good. The, 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 the preamps are super warm in there and they, they sound good, but they're super hard. They're hard to, they're unfriendly to to work on anything on. So, gotcha. you know, the monitor is about the size of you know, a flip phone screen, <laughs> you know, and they're real slow. The processing is slow and stuff. So they're, I mean, for, for tracking acoustic stuff, you know, it was, it worked good. But once you started getting, uh, you know, adding things in or like no way drums or anything like that, yeah. you know, but we, my first ex- experience recording was we just, we had a, a cabin up Tongue River Canyon that belonged to a friend of ours in, um, in high school. And we'd go up there and have band practice. And we set all our, my dad's recording stuff up, you know, and we had these old, um, you know, uh, what were they? They weren't, I forget these old stage mics from the fifties, you know, that were cables were fraying and stuff, you know, and they're (laughs) gaff taped together and, um, stands are all zip tied up and stuff, you know, and, and we recorded, uh, just kind of screwing around and, and I don't know how old we were, maybe like soft freshman in high school, freshman in high school, I think. And, uh, Ian did me the favor a few years ago of digging up some of those recordings. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And so he has a pretty good arsenal against me. If he ever needs to blackmail me for anything, it, is hilarious, man. I, <laughs> oh man. Maybe maybe off air we, you guys can yeah. hear him, but definitely yes. not on air. Yeah. But so that was I mean, you know, it was that was my first first uh experience recording. All we were just having fun, loving every minute of it, you know. Nothing we played was really any good. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of our own original songs which weren't any good, you know, and it was all just it was good time, man. It was that's, yeah. that's what it's about, yeah. really, you know. But, uh, yeah, so, and then we kind of recorded some with my dad, you know, growing up. Um, we've, we've always played together as a family, too. We'll do a handful of shows a year. Um, and, and we, you know, there's, there's nothing quite like that either, right? I mean, man, you get a, it's, you get 
to play music with your family and make something with your family, like we're pretty fortunate <laughs> to yeah. be able to do that, you know? Um, and, but yeah, we've, we've kind of grown up recording and learned what not to do a whole bunch of times, <laughs> you know? So it's, I'd like to think that, um, you know, this last record we did, we went down to, to Sonic Ranch Studios outside of El Paso and, and, and lived down there for a while and, and cut the record. And it was awesome, man. It was a great experience. The rooms were great. The, the people there were awesome, uh, with, with the band. And I'd like to think, you know, I, we're super proud of how the record came out. It's called Washakie Wind. Um, and, uh, I think I'd like to think that, you know, that's kind of a culmination of all the experiences you've had, all the, you know, times you've sucked in the past and all that stuff, right. To get to that point and hopefully moving forward, it'll just be better, you know? Right. That was but, good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you this cause we, I don't think I've asked you this yet. Um, what, what's kind of your favorite live events to do? Cause you guys do, I mean, you and I were talking, you did a, the fundraiser for the oil field helping hands and Casper. Um, you obviously play in like, um, you, you know, bar venues and all that stuff. Um, but like, do you guys book weddings? Like what's, what's like, what is your, if someone reaches out to you guys, like what's one of your kind of like, Oh yeah, we're doing that. Um, yeah. Or is it all of it? Well, this, you know, this year, the last year or two has been obviously a little different, but, um, what we, you know, we, we used to do more weddings and more kind of smaller private stuff. Um, and we do, we, we like doing them and we have fun doing them and we're, we're always open. We encourage people to, you know, of course, reach out to us. Um, that said, just the summer times get so, so busy, uh, that we kind of have a, it's a little harder for us to do, um, kind of private stuff in the summertime, sure. you know, um, so, you know, we do a lot of like fairs and rodeos and stuff. Uh, some, we're trying to kind of, um, you know, we've, we've grown up around enough musicians and, uh, who enough of them who have fallen into the kind of the trap of, of life on the road and, and that, that lifestyle that we try to kind of stay out of the bars. Well, at least limit our shows in the bars, you know, sure. and it's like, Um, we used to do it. That's pretty much all we used to do, you know, and, and anymore, we've kind of tried to, to, you know, push our original stuff and, and go for more of a concert kind of setting, um, which has been good, man. I feel like, you know, I, it it was really helpful for us all our days playing in the bars and, and we'll still do some too, you know, but, um, man, you're, you know, you're up there playing for four or five hours and you're home at three in the morning and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of tough duty doing, playing your best and giving people, you know, your, your top level, uh, you know, what they came paid to see, see you do for that long, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I personally, I'd, I, I really like it when we can kind of condense that down and really just give people, you know, a hell of a show and give people our, our best for an hour and a half or two hours or two and a half hours, you know, something like that. Like, and just for, let's get up there, do our job and get off and like, you know, have it, that be it. Mm -hmm. Um, that said, uh, I, I do think man, (laughs) grinding it out in the bars and, and learn that you do, you do learn, right. I mean, you, 
you have we have 70 songs that we're going to have to play tonight or whatever, man. It's like that is a lot of song. That is a lot of music, right? And keeping your energy up when you're tired and and all that stuff is, you know, I mean, we're ranch kids, so it's like that's how we grew up is to like, well, <laughs> if you have to work harder, then you have to work harder, I guess, you know? Like right. we have a pretty sweet job, so we could be building fence right now, right? Yep. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not complaining in any means, but I, I do think that moving forward – you know, those, those concerts and stuff are, are going to be, um, more of our focus. Yeah. Well, and there's always that process throughout a career, you know, and, and like you said, with members of the band, you know, things change and you got to adapt and overcome those kinds of things and, you know, and what you guys want to do. Um, sure, no, that was great. Um, I think, uh, unless Charlie has anything else to add, um, I want to just, uh, Charlie, have anything there? Oh, no, I think we're good. Okay. Have fun tracking in San Diego. Yeah, yeah man. the warm weather. <laughs> we will. <laughs> you picked a perfect time. <laughs> oh, I know. Seriously. What is it, 10 below out there right now? Yeah. It was. I think it was 9 below when I got here. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I'll be but, thinking about you guys yeah, and no, hitting the yes. surfboard up. You have to send those pictures like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's me and my Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you've got some good, some cool things happening. You guys are... Uh, did you release it today or is that tomorrow? Or the video's out of videos, the new single? Uh, just today. When, when is this going to be aired? This or, will be Thursday. Th so, yeah, we're talking on, on Tuesday. So yep. uh, by the time folks hear this, yeah, we have a, a brand new music video for, for a song of ours called Sand and Sage. Um, and that was kind of a, it was an album cut off our last record. And uh, we wanted to kind of save save this one. This will be the last one we push off the off the last record before we start moving on to new new stuff. So, awesome. Um, yeah, we, we shot this video um, at a, a friend of ours, Scott Gall's barn uh, in Buffalo, and then down um, on the on the Graves Ranch outside of Barnum, Wyoming. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the song's about kind of big country, wide open spaces, you know, and, and the lifestyle that we all love, you know, and, and grew up in. And, and it's kind of a a rock, I would say like a rock version of a cowboy song. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're, we're pumped about it, man. And the, the videos is airing right now. And, and, um, we hope, yeah, we hope you guys check it out. Yeah. Where can people find, you know, your YouTube channel, Instagram, or reach out to you guys to book events? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so for booking, um, tristmunsick.com is, is we, you can contact us through there. It's probably the best way. And then, uh, yeah, check us out on, on Instagram, Tris Munsick and the Innocents on Instagram or Facebook, you know, Google us, our stuff's on Spotify and wherever you can find music online, uh, you know, so yeah, YouTube, definitely, definitely check us out and, and, uh, come out to a show sometime. We're all ready to, for that to start happening again. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tris, thanks for coming in. Um, I will want to give you the offer too, that if you ever want to play a live stream, like uh, I know COVID changed a lot of stuff for musicians. So, um, Carter here with DYT, they can do live streams. Nice, man. We'd love to have you in here. You know, Charlie, he'd, he'd, uh, make sure we, we all sound good. So if you ever want to do a live stream, you're That's more than welcome to be here, but, uh, thanks for, let's, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Something Sweet. Out. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming by. And then uh, here's that, uh, what's the song called again? We'll end it out. Sand and Sage. Sand and Sage. You say the range is won and lost. Sun, you're looking at a brand new day. 
horses are tame and the outlaws are gone the sun is setting on the cowboy way honey i hear you talking but you're wrong Somewhere between the wind and the wire Out in the middle of the sand and the sagebrush Living and dying is who they are Born to ride this land Children of the sand and the sage I think Geronimo's saying best Children of the sand and the sagebrush Caught somewhere between the wind and the wire Out in the middle of the sand and the sagebrush Living and dying is who we are Born to ride this land Children of the sand and the sage Say